got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And my name is Sally. And we need to talk about Destiel. Uh, today we're talking about, I believe the children are our future and changing channels. Um, two really great episodes. I would argue that one is greater than the other, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think most people would. Um, but let's just jump right into summaries. Um, I believe the children are our future. There are strange things that are happening in this episode's little Midwestern town. Things like itching powder actually working, those little hand buzzers actually electrocuting someone, his face froze that way, (laughs) etc. Sam and Dean figure out it's because there's this really powerful kid, Jesse, who actually believes in these things and therefore they come true. Turns out Jesse's adopted, so Sam and Dean track down his birth mother, and she tells them she was possessed by a demon throughout the pregnancy, and that she was a virgin. Cash shows up and tells them this kid is the Antichrist with a capital A, and they (laughs) need to kill him before he becomes too powerful and wipes out the good guys. He goes after Jesse with the demon knife, but Jesse turns Cass into a plastic toy. (laughs) Sam and Dean try to convince Jesse to come with them to train him to be a good guy, but his birth mother, possessed once again, shows up and tries to get him to join their side. Eventually, Jesse listens to Sam and Dean, telling him the full and complete story and tells the demon to get out of his birth mother. Jesse asks if he can say goodbye to his parents, but he ends up just disappearing. And then we have Changing Channels, which is a weird episode. Um, Supernatural is filmed in front of a live studio audience, and it's (laughs) fucking weird and very surreal. (laughs) Sam and Dean are gathering information about a death by bear attack, supposedly. The wife of the victim says she thinks instead of a bear, she saw... 1960s TV version (laughs) The Incredible Hulk. Turns out the victim had a temper and there were candy wrappers at the crime scene. Sounds like the trickster. Sam and Dean wait to hear anything weird on the police scanner. Do go to the scene of the crime to find themselves at Seattle Mercy Hospital, the setting of Dean's guilty pleasure TV show, Dr. Sexy. (laughs) They find the trickster, trickster and he tells them he'll consider talking to them about the apocalypse if they make it 24 hours in his game, which he gives no other information about. They figure out they have to play their roles in various TV shows and commercials, such as Dr. Sexy, (laughs) a Japanese game show, a genital herpes commercial, (laughs) a sitcom, a procedural cop show, and so on. It's amazing, basically. 
Cash shows up and tells them they've been missing for days and that this thing is way too powerful to be just a trickster. The trickster blinks Cass away and tells Sam and Dean he wants them to say yes to both Lucifer and Michael. They think they killed the trickster until Dean realizes Sam is missing. No, wait, he's now the Impala. Putting some clues together, like how the trickster recognized Cass and how mad he got at the mention of Michael and Lucifer, the brothers realize the trickster must be an angel. Turns out he's not just any angel. He's the Archangel Gabriel. Dean and Sam tell him they won't say yes to Michael and Lucifer. And if Gabriel decides to get his head out of his ass, they could really use him on their team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good episode. I love it. Oh, it's so it's so quirky and unique and fun. And of course, you've still got the underlying themes of destiny and family and choice. Those are the yeah. main themes that I wrote down. Even yeah. it, and all of those are also relevant in I believe the children are our future as well. Right, yeah. Uh, the I, I I they even like mention it a couple of times the play your roles line which is like yep. repeatedly mentioned in uh, changing channels and also like applies to Jesse the Antichrist <laughs> yes yeah who for the record if you guys are watching the show and haven't with watching the show with us and haven't like finished the show or anything Jesse never shows up again. So right, yeah, I found it so <laughs> weird. I was like, this was such a good opportunity to bring this character back, and they he could have like especially once we role. have Jack, right? Yeah, to just literally, I mean, to have like this. They are not technically not, not brothers, but you know, like have this good and evil oppose yeah. each other. Yeah. Mm. So many wasted opportunities with this show, as always. Another theme for this episode, just like for any episode, it's the wasted opportunities. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, expanding on the three that I mentioned, um, even even with choice, even uh, his birth mother, Julie or Julia, one of the two, um, she when when she finally had control of herself again after the birth, she chose not to. She she even says that she felt like you know she she had to kill this kid, but she couldn't do it. Yeah. And so she made that choice to give this kid a chance and give him a real family. Yeah. I think there was this line uh, that she says, a demon used my body to give birth to this child. And it's really just really, it's, it's a, if you think about it, it's such a horrible thing. Oh, it's so scary. 
Uh, yeah, and it kind of, yeah, obviously, like, there are tons of parallels with uh, Kelly Klein, but also yeah. a lot of parallels with Sam, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there are a lot of parallels, obviously, with Sam and Jesse. They make that pretty damn clear in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every time there's a kid and it's it's Sam out of two who approaches the kid instead of Dean, because usually Dean is the guy who, you know, like, connects with kids. I mean, so does Sam, honestly. But, like, I always, if it's Sam, it's going to be, like, a parallel to Sam, and if it's Dean, it's going to be a parallel yeah. to Dean. <laughs> yeah. 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 And with the family theme, you've also got um, themes of anger towards your family in both episodes and wanting to protect your family in both episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel also, uh, yeah, is pretty angry with his siblings uh, at the end yeah. of Changing Channels. Yeah. These. <sighs> oh, also there is fear, uh, which yes. is, which is weirdly something that comes from comes from Cass in in mm-hmm. um, uh, in yeah. the first episode we were discussing. Uh, he says this iconic, uh, I think, the line that angels in Bible are always saying, like, "Do not, please, do not be afraid." When he's about yes. to, like, literally murder the kid. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Before he's turned into um, the toy. But also, he yeah. kind of see that he's very uncomfortable with that. Like, but he generally oh, thinks, yeah. yeah, he generally thinks it's the way to do this thing. Yeah. And with destiny, Jesse's got this destiny to become this evil antichrist thing. Um, and obviously in changing channels, play your roles is destiny right there. And uh, there's a moment where um, Sam and Dean are fighting with Gabriel and, you know, they're like, we can stop this. We can stop it from happening. And Gabriel's like, it can't be stopped. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, I think it's so interesting, like, to compare these two episodes. And, I mean, I I just kept thinking that Jesse kind of got what Dean and Sam would have wished to have gotten. You know, yeah. like, he just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just, like, probably lived his life the way he wanted to, like, away from everything. Yeah. Yeah, but also it kind of underlines the thing that, um, I mean, he couldn't have done the same with, I mean, he couldn't have disappeared with his parents, right? Like, he had to leave his family behind. So that's, yeah, yet again, something that well, and keeps I coming up. Well, and I almost wonder, I've always wondered this, if, if Jesse has the power to make things real, Yeah. Would would he have the power to 
make himself not the Antichrist? Oh, that is such a good question. Yeah, too bad we never found out, but probably. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, this would go so well with, with you know, like when, when Sam is, uh, because Sam is so invested in this kid for the same reason. I mean, for because of his, you know, background and everything. And he, the, I think he's the only one who, like, literally advocates for telling Jesse that he is the Antichrist because he genuinely believes that the kid has a choice. And this, and the saying this when yeah, Cass basically wants to like kill him, and uh, the only wants is to send him to Bobby's. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so uh, I, th- yeah, that would have been very nice. Like it, it would have been great to have Jesse like wish all this away, you know, mm-hmm. and to see that from Sam's point of view. You know, that would have been very yeah. nice for Sam, not only for, for Jesse, I think. I think it would have been nice for all three <laughs> of them, all three of Team Free Will. Yeah, yeah, for Dean too, also, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Any other themes? Um... Not really, except uh, <laughs> it was, except when uh, it, it just so. It, it, I mean, it was so funny when 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 Cass, Cass was turned into the t- toy, obviously. And I just uh, the thing I kept keep thinking about is like, did the people who do wardrobe and so on, like props, did they have to like sculpt this figurine? Yeah. Because I don't think back there. There, I mean, after that, I think there were several figurines of Supernatural, like, apart from Funko. Uh, I just... Stuff, but, like, yeah. That just made me think of another theme that is specifically for Cass in these two episodes. Totally. In these two episodes, Cass has his free will taken away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I do have that written down. I was just getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is like literally turned into the, into a toy, right? Yeah, and and sent somewhere, who knows where that Gabriel can control. Yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, the same happens to Dean and uh, Sam also in yeah. changing channels and like in general. They are just, you know, like puppets in God's yeah whatever story. Uh, so yeah, those themes were there early on, I guess. Yes, like literally. Okay, so we we talked a little bit earlier about Jesse versus Jack, but I just want to talk more about that because I remember before I watched the seasons with Jack, I was rewatching the show and I got to this episode and I was like, wait a minute, how does this work with Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Like, because they sit, Cass says that the Antichrist isn't actually the son of Lucifer, yada, yada, yada. But then what does that make Jack? (laughs) 
I just found it very funny that uh, what Cass, Cass said literally meant that there are like thousands of antichrists, probably, you know? Or like the potential is there. <laughs> right? <laughs> as long as you've got enough horny demons walking around, I guess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I just... I, yeah, I just... Uh, it, it's just funny to me that they took on this like huge name such as like antichrist and really reduced it so, to something really, very common you really know really reduced it yeah yeah but then yeah. i guess they had to like still have this distinction between like lucifer fathering a kid and just like a random demon fathering a kid you know oh and yeah lucifer is an angel so they did introduce nephilims i'm actually not familiar in with nephilims like from popular cultural bible or stuff like i i uh -huh. have not read up on them but uh i take it it's like probably something that exists i don't know yeah <laughs> sounds like i mean it. and as far as angels exist yeah i mean <laughs> in bible okay <laughs> oh Look at this, Nephilim, in the Hebrew Bible, a group of mysterious beings or people of unusual, unusual large size and strength who lived both before and after the flood. Oh. So they are huh. not really characterized as like children of, children of uh, angels and uh, humans. Humans. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Um... Oh, actually, uh, Lilith is described in the three game series mentioned. Where is this from? I don't know. Well, this fact states that, that Lilith was the she-demon and the mother of Nephilim. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Dean is just so precious in this... I believe the children are our future episode. Like, like, his face froze that way. And Sam's <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? And then Dean makes the face and he's just sort of like, he like has to stretch out his jaw afterwards. It's so cute. <laughs> hey, when, when he, ha when he grows hair on his like, on his hand. On his palm. Oh god. Oh man. Oh, and then and then and then he buys the whoopee cushion and he gets cast to sit on it. It's like that that right there is like the equivalent of and I'm not condoning this, but <laughs> of like little kids on the playground. The boys pulling the girls' pigtails. It's the same thing. <laughs> and I just love that Cass is just very serious about it. And he's like, it wasn't me. That wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh and uh, Dean, Dean finds it so funny. But also he's <laughs> just so endearing. When, when Cass gets turned into the figurine and he just... He he he's, he's so, so gentle. gentle. Yeah, he's so gentle <laughs> with it. And then I was and, like, "What and is you this?" Especially church? notice how gentle he is when 
later there's that moment where Sam handles the toy and he just kind of like slams the toy back on the banister or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. Um, and he, and it's just sort of like, whoa, that was very different ways of handling that. Yeah. And the way that he, I mean, when he's asked if Cass was his, Cass was his friend and he's like, no, because he knows that ki- the kid is pissed, um, angry at Cass, Cass. And, but, the, yeah. but then he still, you know, like asks the kid to bring Cass back. Yeah, well, he does later say he's actually kind of a buddy of mine. Yeah. To tell the truth. (laughs) And he's like, also, the thing he says is like, and then when Kid is like, yeah, but your buddy tried to kill me. And then Dean is like, Uh he he was just confused, you know, like he didn't mean it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Uh, so Jesse's destined to destroy the host of heaven. Presumably no. that means basically all of the <laughs> angels. Or one of the lies they told me at, <laughs> at heaven summer camp. <laughs> because I believe that just something Cass has heard, but it's not actually not true. I don't know. It's just my take. The funny thing is, and I don't mean funny haha, I mean funny weird. <laughs> Later, when heaven is failing, because there are so few angels left, the reason why there are so few angels left is because of Cass. Yeah. Are are you saying that Cass is Jesse Coded? Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this is an interesting point here. <laughs> I think in general it's very cast to think that you are doing this this thing to protect something in 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 order, I mean, meanwhile while doing this, you're exactly what what you are doing is exactly harming the thing you're trying to protect. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, the center phases of Cass's character, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting to compare um, Sam and Dean's approach to Jesse. Because Sam, as we said earlier, obviously relates to Jesse and, you know, wants to make sure that he knows the truth and everything. But Dean, Dean takes the completely parental role and is like, yeah, no, you're going to be like an X-Man, you know, the guy who's going to teach you is even in a wheelchair. And, and then, and then at the end of the episode, he even says, I'm starting to understand why parents lie to their children. Yeah. And he also says that he wishes that uh, John had lied. That John to them. had lied to them more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. yeah. Which, which, this is going way far ahead to when Mary's back. But you remember that conversation that he had with her about how I never was a child. Oh, yeah, I remember it every day before going to bed. And I just <laughs> stared at the ceiling and thinking about that. 
and about the you don't see me, I need you to see me line, like it leaves a rent free in my head. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's very in in character that Sam is the one who like instantly takes literally the kids role in that situation and Dean as Dean had to be like a parental figure to Sam because that's their relationship yeah so he yeah he is like representing that approach that field you know like that side of the yeah we ready to move on to changing channels okay (laughs) okay so um this time watching the very beginning there filmed in front of a live studio audience i had a realization dean winchester is joey tribbiani literally says nothing to me tells me nothing but (laughs) who is right yeah i should have how you doing (laughs) <laughs> you know, I now I get I know who this is, but I have not seen friends. I'm afraid. <laughs> nah, that's okay. But yeah, uh, yeah, out of the four, yeah. especially yeah, especially when you put him all of a sudden in a sitcom. Yeah, he's Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> Which then I guess okay, this is. You're still not going to understand this because I'm going way into friends land. But uh, that kind of makes Chandler Cass. I kind of understand that, I guess. Listeners respond with reactions (laughs) to that because I want to (laughs) know. Am I insane? (laughs) <laughs> okay, is who is Sam the, then? Is Sam Monica? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, he might be Monica. <laughs> right? Even I, with my limited understanding and knowledge of friends. I mean, he kind of seems like Monica, I guess. Uh, this also could be controversial. But, but? he could also be Ross. You know what? Like early season Sam, <laughs> early season Sam is Monica, and later season Sam is Ross. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so that was a trip right there. Thank you, Jeremy Carver. Um, this 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 opening little sequence with the. With the theme music and whatever, and they're riding around on tricycles and all of the shit. <laughs> that had to be so fun to film. Right? I know. Oh, man. And then, okay. After we have this little weird intro that if you're watching it for the first time with no context you're just going what the fuck is happening (laughs) um it goes back to like a normal like saturation for supernatural and 
Dean's sitting there on the edge of the motel bed, really intent on the TV as Dr. Sexy and Dr. Piccolo (laughs) make out. (laughs) And he's so intent on it. Who watches something with that much intensity? Unless you're into it. But also, like, the way it is filmed, or maybe it's just, like, my brain is just, I don't know. But the way it is filmed, he, you just, I mean, he is watching this for Dr. Sexy, not Dr. Piccolo, yes. or whatever her name is. Like, the yes. way it's framed, insane. <laughs> really. Yeah. Also, 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 he he tries to, you know, brush it off as he's channel surfing. And it's like, you do not watch something with that much intensity if you are channel surfing! <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, and then when they end up in Seattle Mercy Hospital, he's so excited. He gets all, he's like, <laughs> I, I just can imagine myself as a fan of many different things <laughs> doing the same exact thing. Like I went to a, uh, a, a thing, a, the convention a, exhibition, not a, it wasn't <laughs> an exhibition that that's the word. Thank you exhibition for the harry potter movies right and they had like you know costumes that the actors actually wore and props that the actors actually used and i was just sort of like (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's he's having a proper fanboy moment we could say yeah yeah and the way he just like Goes on and on explaining who is who and what is happening <laughs> to Sam. <laughs> who, yeah. who, who is in fandom that has not done that? <laughs> <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it is compelling. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, and then, and then the doctor, doctor, and he's so bashful when he says doctor. He's just like, doctor. Whoever, if there is a listener who like is keeping track of me, demanding many money from Jensen for therapy (laughs) for his acting choices, they should put this scene down on that list, you know, because like, what are those expressions like? Because he's like he's flustered, and he's he's shy, and he can't yeah. literally keep. I mean, he doesn't look in guy in the eye like he is averting his eyes and looking everywhere except at the guy, right? And literally, the only other examples that I can think of that are like this in any form of media come from Dean with other men. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why we are trapped in this timeline where we are making this podcast, people. Yes! <laughs> because of stuff like this. 
Oh my god! And then I swore what part I swore part of what made Doctor Sexy sexy is the fact that he wears cowboy boots. And this is Dean. Your kink is showing. <laughs> is this is this the first time we learned that he has a cowboy kink, or is do are there well, instances yes. of it? It's the first. It's the first hint at it because right. the cow first cowboy episode isn't until like season seven. Is this the one where he rides the bull? No, wait, what? No, the one Frontierland where he goes back in time. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm a posse magnet. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I rem oh yeah, I remember that one. Also, can we just for a moment acknowledge the music in this episode and how whoever does the music did a phenomenal job of changing the music to fit whatever the show was? Yeah, I noticed it's that too. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. it's so excellent and and um re remember how I uh, had that revelation about um uh born sexy yesterday yes okay pretty boy angels <laughs> yes <laughs> I have I have so many questions about that though. Like I literally have like four questions, and okay, th so the pretty boy angel, right? I mean the line. So it's uh -huh. it is it comes from, I mean it co comes from the host, but the host is talking whatever Gabriel as Gabriel, right, yeah, right, yeah. So like now if. I have so many questions. Like, is Cass seen as a pretty boy, like amongst all his siblings and, and heaven? <laughs> like, is this in reference to Cass's true form, or are, are we talking his like human form? Like, was 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 Cass petty enough to like just? go out and find the prettiest vessel he could get his hands on? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and to add that, Dean, whatever is happening on Jensen's slash Dean's face, right? He is like literally... I literally have this note here written after that, and if I'll read it to it. Uh, to it. so it says like Mr. Trickster does not like pretty pretty boy angels and it literally says next to that Dean no face journeys because that's <laughs> literally that's literally what is happening <laughs> yes <laughs> as he's like because he's like, oh, Cass is pretty boy, and then he just like sits there thinking about ruminating about it, and then like in the end he decides, you know what? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's you can tell once once you've watched the episode already, you can tell that Cass, when he comes face to face with Gabriel he recognizes Gabriel immediately, yeah. which is why he's got the duct tape all of a sudden. 
Yeah, so he doesn't spill. Yeah, spill the beans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I just I. You know what prequel show I want? Tell me. No, most importantly, tell Jensen, our number one fan, (laughs) who is listening to this. No, he's not. But tell hey, me. Jensen Ackles, listen up. Oh, please buddy. Don't listen to this show. <laughs> um, I want a prequel show where we see the angels that we know and love throughout time. Like, have you watched Good Omens? Yes. You know that episode that it's like 30 minutes of them just going throughout the history of the world? Yeah. I want a TV show of that for the supernatural angels. Yes. Yes, please. Let's <laughs> let's oh, I mean, I am in. <laughs> is this is this what we are doing in Jensen's backyard? <laughs> the puppet show. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because I'm game. Uh, yeah, man, I just want to see cast like throughout history, like these huge historical events or whatever, and what he did. Like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he probably never was like doing much, but it's just like, I know. Yeah, it's but fun. But still, like, I also, part of it is I want to see the interactions between, between the angels. I want to see, like, were Gabriel and Cass, you know, brothers that were close or were they just brothers? Right. Because there are thousands of them. Yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, on this show where it makes like such a big deal that it's about brothers and like family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like the uh, calling uh, an angel sibling is like kind of being thrown around, you know, like it doesn't have like a definitive, it doesn't give you a feeling of how close they are because it mostly yeah. reads like they were like brothers in arms, I guess. So they were like yeah. fighting for this one cause, but they weren't, weren't very like close on personal level, which I guess is like uh, okay since like angels aren't really personable people yeah. so to say you know like they are just you know like they have their purpose and that's it but uh, yeah that's just boring so yeah <laughs> Give yeah <us> prequel <laughs> it's about two brothers that loved each other and betrayed each other mm-hmm. i think that goes back to the theme about family and anger and I mean, another theme could even be betrayal. Yeah, uh, that's what what Gabriel says, right? About uh, yes, Michael uh, and Lucifer. It uh, um, it also gives me, you know, this same feeling that I know that um, yeah, Lucifer and Michael are archangels, and Gabriel is also an archangel, right? Yep, but like. <clears throat> In a way, the, the vibes I get from when, like, non-archangels are talking about archangels, it is, like, it's borderline, like, paternal. Like, they are obviously, like, God is their mm. father, but, mm-hmm. like, the archangels are kind of seen, like, older brother, 
parental yeah. figures, which is very interesting in, in relation to Dean and Sam again, I guess. No? Yeah, yeah, kind of same for thing. sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the final thing that I wrote down is uh, when Dean says, this is about you being too f afraid to stand up to your family. Yeah, I have that. And then next to that, it says, takes one to know one, Dean. <laughs> but also, who wasn't afraid to stand up to his family? Ding, 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 the pretty, pretty boy angel. Yes, correct answer. <laughs> I guess we are not, not going to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. And also, what made me slightly insane in this episode in relation to Dean and Cass was um, that Dean, like... When Cass shows up, right, before he gets, like, tape on his, you know, like, mouth or whatever, yeah. um, like, it's such a short moment, like, it goes probably, like, 25 seconds or something, right? Uh, and, in, I mean, Dean watches that, and he is able to understand from that tiny interaction, like, he can read Cass's expression so well that he understands that these two actually know each other. And from yeah. that, he is able to figure out that the trickster is actually an angel, right? Yeah. And it's like the intimacy of that, okay? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then one more thing that I want to point out. I don't know if you have realized this, Sally, but the Archangel Gabriel, do you know who that is in the Bible? <laughs> no. I'm asking me, do I know the Bible? And the answer is no. All I know about the Bible, I have learned it through supernatural. That's amazing. I love that so much. That makes me so happy. Oh my God. Okay. So. The Archangel Gabriel is the one who goes to the Virgin Mary and says, Hey, lady, you're going to become the mother of Christ. Okay. Okay, kind of big shot. I get it. <laughs> yes. No, not only big shot, but can you imagine this Richard Spate Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> Showing up with to marry Winchester with a positive pregnancy test. What are we talking about? <laughs> I just, because he's he's the trickster. He's this he's this dick. He's just and he's the one who I just imagine him going up to her and like you know smoking a blunt and being like, "Hey, lady." <laughs> Oh, good. Two news. One bad, one good. Which one would you like to hear you first? Which one is which? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he literally breaks the news that one of her kids is going to be like the saver, a.k.a. Michael's true vessel, and the other one is literally like the spawn of demon. <laughs> Deep devil. Uh... Oh, man. Right. Do you have anything else? 
Yeah, not really. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, though I could go on talking about the pretty boy angel forever. But <laughs> well, you know, that's what yeah. we're here for. Oh, also, why? I mean, this is like not not something that's like exclusive to to this uh, uh, episode. But I just want to once once again bring your attention to the fact that whenever Cass like disappears, reappears, is killed, and is back. It's always Dean who asks if he's doing okay. Okay. Like it's it's yep. never Sam. Like why? <laughs> yeah. Why why is it always Dean unless unless yeah. there is an agenda to it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they do have a more profound bond. Um... I don't know. <laughs> I actually fun fact before before this is over but uh I saw a post on Tumblr which like was the way it was formulated it was about how Destiel was basically caused by Jared being a menace on the set and just like a, a trickster and always you know fondling people's <laughs> private parts <laughs> and how because of that they just cut back on the scenes between Sam and Cass and gave, huh. gave it all to Dean and Cass and how, <laughs> like, there you, go. you know, Jared fondling yep. privates literally made Destiel happen, I guess, which is so funny Thank to you, me. Jared Padalecki, I guess. <laughs> that feels weird to say. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so next episode, we are talking about two whoppers of an episode um we have 510 abandon all hope and 513 the song remains the same which yes 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 we will be talking about the prequel <laughs> yes this is very important jensen echoes please listen to the next episode there's gonna be a lot to take inspiration from <laughs> So, yes, um, <laughs> that'll be fun, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I am Sally. You can find us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram at Hella Radio. Theme music was provided by Kalua. Sound editing by Josh. Give them hell, hellers. Let me cry.